You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Joel. Joel, welcome to Becoming Me. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. And you know, before we dive into your story, maybe we should start with the hardest question ever. Like, who is Joel? (laughs) Oh, man, what a question. Who is Joel? I think um, uh, that's a journey I'm on. Uh, Hopefully, I I never stop discovering. Um, But I think in the last season, I I realized that I'm... uh, someone who doesn't like to settle just for the normal life, but wants to see God move in power. I want to see the fullness of, of God's kingdom released through my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, some have called me a revivalist, um, definitely a worship, a worship guy. I love <laughs> a worship that. leader. I love music. I love singing songwriter. That's, mm-hmm. that's part of who I am. Um, but ultimately just, a lover of Jesus and he's Mm. completely transformed my life and I'm just so thankful for like some of the things that that God has given me a capability to step into and to lead and uh so I'm uh on a more more funny level uh a foodie I love good food me Uh, too (laughs) wait what's your favorite kind of food oh man it's so hard to narrow it down (laughs) I think like uh, I love Asian food. I'm I'm uh, half Japanese American, so I love like ramen noodles, mm, like the good. real authentic kind. I'm not talking about like top ramen, you know, from from Vons. Um, I love Thai food, like mm. like yellow curry. Um, oh my gosh, I'm really on a Vietnamese kick right now. Ooh, with, okay, like, uh, like beef noodle soups. Um, sounds good. Things like that. <laughs> so. Korean food. I don't know. There's so many. I just love good food. I'm with love, you. Yeah. I love sports. I, I played a lot of basketball growing up. So basketball is my thing. I do that for fun. That's I love awesome. ping pong. So I don't know. That's part of me. That's so, I love that. Okay. So you talked about food. Do you like dessert too? Oh yeah. What's your favorite dessert? I, you know, I, I think I just love ice cream. Honestly. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind of ice cream? We're like so bonding over food right now. This I is know. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what I just had last night was Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. That's like, yes. 
it's hard to beat that. Honestly, that's what I'm on right now. <laughs> that's a good choice. Okay. So yeah. now that we're all hungry and we want yeah, exactly. ice cream, this is the perfect time to dive into your story, right? So we're all on this journey. And I love how even when you begin introducing yourself, you shared like, I hope I'm never stopped learning and growing. And that's the whole point of becoming like, we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always becoming who God made us to be. So take some time and walk us through your journey. Like what has made Joel who Joel is today? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I'll start when I was a kid. I mean, so I, I was born in California and mom's from here and lived here until I was eight. But when I was eight, we moved to out in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, because my dad had this crazy uh, kind of romantic idea to raise his family on a farm. Okay. And uh, so we <laughs> we moved on to this farm that was previously an, an Amish uh, owned property. And so we moved on this, this, into this house with no electricity, no plumbing or anything. And my dad had this crazy idea, you know, to, to start growing fruits and vegetables organically. And, uh, so that was literally our life for like nine years was our, that was our, our main like source of income is how we made a living was, was growing these vegetables and these fruits and selling at farmer's markets and stuff. And, um, and so that's obviously, I, love, I have to talk about that because it's, that was so much of my childhood and uh, it was a lot of hard moments, you know, um, where we were, we were out in the fields, like my brother and I, and my dad just working like so, wow. so much of my childhood. That's what, that's what it was, you know? And, uh, and so God used that and I'll, I'll come back to that, I think later, but that was, that was my time on the farm. And then I went to college and uh, our, I went to high school, was playing basketball, and then went to college. And I think that whole season, um, spiritually, I was kind of just going through the motions. My parents are believers, and I grew up in a Christian home. I'm so thankful for that because from a young age, I knew, like, God loved me. I knew he was real um, and never really, like, doubted that. I didn't have a lot of, like, anxiety or insecurity growing up because I just because of my parents' faith, and they were so strong in it. Um, but my time on the farm really was like spiritually kind of like going through the motions. It was mm-hmm. kind of challenging. And I got to college and um, was kind of just coasting along, you know, and um, uh, it was actually after my sophomore year in college that God encountered me and really got a hold of my heart. And I found myself that summer around a lot of young people um, that were just burning for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really been in that environment since like I was a really young boy. And um God just like lit my heart on fire. I, I fell in love with Jesus. I realized he was a lot more real than I thought. And, mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that, that happened when God encountered me was he showed me like what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And that was always my, um, challenge or my, my insecurity, my challenge in life was like, I didn't know what my purpose was, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it felt like I was just kind of like a random, like on the, on the face of the earth, like what God, what am I doing here? And, um, and so the first thing that happened when God encountered me in that way was he showed me that, you know, there's a, there's a story that he's writing for the earth and it's a redemption story, you know, Mm -hmm. and we know, we know how the story ends, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's something for all of us that are alive right now that we get to play such an integral part in that story coming to fulfillment. It's like Mm -hmm. the craziest thing, you know, and so all of a sudden, like there was all this purpose in my life and God showed me that I could, 
I could use my life uh, to bring him glory and I, and I could use music to bring him glory. Mm -hmm. And I always loved music, but it was always just like a hobby, you know, for me. And so he showed me right away, I could use music to bring him glory and um, that there's a plan and a purpose for my life to, um, to like partner with the savior of the world, you know, in saving the world essentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so uh, that lit me up, you know, I was so wrecked and, and just so many special encounters that summer, just weeping with the Lord. And like, he, sh- he showed me his heart for me, my life, you know, and for my generation. And um, uh, that changed the kind of the course for me. That was four years ago, 2017, wow. five years ago. And um, um, I ended up moving back to Pasadena and joined a discipleship training school at that point. And, uh, really God just like, you know, um, was lighting a fire me. And I was like, man, I want to see this. I want to see my generation with lit on fire with this same type of passion for the Lord. You know, I want to see revival happen in my generation. I want to see, um, California and the nation, like, um, step into what God is calling it to be. And, um, I think our nation is such a, is such a calling, you know, to be an example Mm -hmm. for even the rest of the world. And so, um, anyway, I don't, I don't know, this is kind of a long answer to your question, oh, I but it. I think, um, uh, God, God is calling me to just be, uh, um, kind of like, a, a, a someone who sounds the alarm for this generation mm-hmm. and says, Hey guys, like, look, we don't know how long we have left, you know? Yeah. Um, what, it, what is our life going to count for in this short mm-hmm. time that we have? Like James says, our life is like a vapor, you know, it's, it's yeah. here one second, it's gone the next. And, and, uh, what are we going to do with the time that we're given? And, uh, that's what I feel like. That's, that's what I feel like Joel is right now, at least is like, uh, sounding the alarm to my generation of guys, like, come on. And it's not mm-hmm. like a condemnation thing. Like, like, man, you better get your act together. And, um, like, you know, it's, it's not, I, I'm not coming in that type of yeah. mode, but it's like, guys, like there's a, there's a wedding feast that we've been invited to, you know, like this is a joyful message and we still have time to like turn to God. We can take place in the greatest story be a part of the greatest mm-hmm. story that God's writing, you know, and like come and experience, come and see yeah. Yeah. like the goodness of God, you know? And, and so that's what I feel like. That's what, who I feel like Joel is right now. It's just, uh, at least at least part of it. (laughs) No, I love that. And I even love too, how you kind of even in the middle of your story, you came to this point where you were wrestling with like, what's my purpose. And you discovered like God's writing this grand story and how he's weaving your story into it. And it feels like that's what you're sounding the alarm for too. Like in this just invigorating invitation to be like, Hey, like wake up, what story are you writing? What story is God writing in your life? Um, yeah. I think that's incredible, you know, and you brought us to where Joel is now. And I also know you're a part of a pretty cool movement in California. Tell us a little bit about California will be saved and what Joel now is doing. Yes. Well, yeah, I think, you know, if you guys have been paying attention to the, <laughs> the, uh, the status of our nation and the nations of the world, the last, few years last couple years specifically there's been so much uh happening and you know in 2020 was really when god kind of kind of re-stirred my heart you know he encountered me in 2017 and um was just on fire for like three years and 
and then honestly faced a lot of disappointment of like not mm-hmm. seeing some of the promises I felt like God had given to me yeah. coming to pass, you know? Yeah. And there's been some things here in Pasadena where we were on this campus and the campus was sold and there was a lot of disappointment for our community. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of, it's like a historic place, you know, we felt like a lot of the promises God had spoken were for that land there. And it ended up getting sold to a secular organization. There were some other personal things in my life that, that I was just really disappointed, you know? And, yeah. Um, but, you know, 2020 comes around and the pandemic and it almost forced me like it, it's, it's honestly so awesome that looking back now because it like brought me to a place of really being brutally honest with the Lord and saying yeah. like okay like it's either I really believe God what you've spoken is true or or like what am I doing here let's just go home and and live a normal life mm-hmm. type of thing that's kind of the crossroads I came to in 2020 and you know I think by the grace of God I chose to just set aside the unbelief and the skepticism and the doubt and and say okay you know what you know what god it doesn't make sense like i don't see it happening in in my on the natural level but god i'm going to choose to believe that what you've spoken is true Mm -hmm. that every promise that you've spoken is yes and amen and uh and i'm just going to put one foot in front of the other you know and see what you'll do and so that was kind of my my recommitment in 2020 it was like god this is wild you know or nation is in a crisis and like Mm -hmm. but but I know there's something I'm supposed to do I know that I'm not just supposed to sit in my bedroom and just watch watch the nation like Mm -hmm. crumble like god I know you've given me something so what is it you know and so I felt like he said just just do something just Mm -hmm. do just do anything and (laughs) I didn't have it all figured out you know but I just started going I was like okay god like uh, okay let's do it let's do something so we just started doing like worship nights in people's backyards and obviously people are, you know, kind of like on end at this point and the mm-hmm. virus and everything. But I'm like, just anyone who wants to, you know, I know there's other hungry ones out there. Like does anyone want, just want to host a worship night, you know, like we'll go to your, we'll go outside, we'll go in your driveway. Let's go to your garage or something, you know? Yeah. And we just started doing little stuff like that and kind of getting more connected around the state. And uh, I remember going to a house up in, in central California. It was packed out with like, 60 young people like wow um, and it was so wild because I found out right after that night like if some of the parents of these kids knew they were in the at this worship gathering in this house like they would have been grounded and, oh, no. and I'm like man like where am I am I like in this underground church in China right now or like wow. what is going on you know yeah but it was so wild we packed out this house and we just worshiped and we ended up baptizing 13 kids in the wow. pool in the backyard that night, you know, and the presence of God just like was so uh, present and so tangible in that house. And, um, and so that was like one little stepping stone for me. It was like, okay, God, there's something like some kind of faith stir for yeah. me, you know, like you're doing something at least it's not like, you know, it's not massive, but it's something I can hold on to. And like, I can put one more step forward, you know? Yeah. So we just kind of started doing that stuff. And then, and obviously in 2012, Later in 2020, uh, Sean Foyt broke out and started doing stuff on the beaches in California out here. There was another ministry called Saturate OC mm-hmm. based in Huntington Beach, and they were doing stuff on a weekly basis in Huntington Beach. And just seeing like, like it was wild, like hundreds of baptisms breaking out on the beach down there wow. uh, consistently. The city's like trying to shut them down, you know, 
and they're getting lawsuits against them. Like you can't be wow. gathering. The beaches are supposed to be shut down completely. And the governor's saying you can't sing, you know, in church or whatever. Yeah. And he's trying to re release these just tyrannical laws. And, and in the midst of it all, we're just like, we got to keep going. Like God's saying, go, you know, <laughs> and we got to obey the word of the Lord over the word of man. Mm. And, um, and so, I, you know, it was just an awesome season of just, just going and just being wild and just, and, figuring out who like the hungry ones really were in our state and a lot mm -hmm. of people left California but it did feel like God was 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 rallying a, an army a tribe in California that were you know made for this this is what yeah. we were made for we're we we're born for such a time as this you know yes. to see see the kingdom of heaven invade California in this mm -hmm. season you know and um, and so we just, I got more connected. I got connected people from Saturate and Jesse and Parker. They're like huge role models for me. I look up to them so much and they're out on the East coast now in North Carolina. Um, but um, eventually through one of those revival meetings down in Orange County, like I met Ross and just started sharing the vision with him. Like, bro, like here's what God's saying about California. And he's grew up out here too. And he's lived here his whole life. And he telling me like, yeah, I have this, this burning passion for California too. And, and so the first thing we did was just did a worship night down in San Diego. And we're like, let's just try something, you know, Wow. see what God does. And this chapel opened up their space to us kind of randomly. And we're like, okay, let's just do something and just organically put the word out. Like, come on, we just want to seek the presence of Jesus and, and, and get his heart for California in this time, you know, and we did that and worshiped and it's like just the glory fell in that room. And, and I'll, probably 50, 60 young people showed up and I don't know where they came from and, um, we just had such a incredible moment just encountering mm -hmm. the Lord. And so that became like a monthly thing after that night, we're like, let's keep doing it. It became a monthly thing for five months. Um, and then after five months of that, we're like, man, this is incredible, but I feel like we got to take this out into the streets yeah. of the, our state. And, and, uh, I feel like we've got to go out and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, those were the two things we didn't have, you know, hardly anything figured out, but we knew that God was saying, take worship and the proclamation of the gospel mm. outdoors. And so that's what we started doing last summer. And we didn't, you know, have a name for it or anything. It wasn't a crazy, uh, planned out, you know, vision or anything like that. We're like, we just got to go do something and we know we got to worship. And, uh, so California will be saved was launched officially wow. like, last summer and we we did an event in Huntington Beach actually in August of 2021 and uh you know after that night there we're like I guess we gotta call it something and <laughs> it's funny people are walking up to us you know like what church is this and where are you guys from and they're asking Ross how long you've been a pastor and stuff <laughs> and pastor and Ross is like you know 30 minutes I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so that's part of the story for, for how it started. That was, you know, up until that kind of takes us to last summer when it was launched. And uh, we've just been going since then wow. uh, on a mission of, of like, you know, keeping it simple. Like, man, people are looking for hope. People are looking for answers yeah. right now, especially in California and just the corruption here. And uh, people need freedom. You know, they need deliverance. They need to get free from their anxiety and their their depression and the heaviness mm -hmm. people live under you know and yeah. we have the answer in yeah. Jesus you know like he came to break that off of our lives and he came to bring life and life abundant and mm -hmm. that's our message is like come on guys let's get free you know let's yes. get free and let's see what God can do in such a uh 
influential state like especially like california you know like what could god do here that could shift even the narrative of a whole nation and so anyway yeah there's some of the story with california that's powerful and thanks for unpacking that like i absolutely love what you guys are doing how you're leveraging your lives and your voice to partner with people really to discover hope in jesus um it's incredible so we have established that you love food and ice cream but next i need to know are you a coffee drinker oh man i'm um I'm like a social coffee drinker, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like when you're socially drinking coffee, what's yeah. your order? Um, I've been loving, actually, I don't know if this qualifies as coffee, but this has been my order lately is the, is the matcha, matcha. Uh, I said almost said matcha, the matcha latte, um, okay. nice. uh, like with oat milk. Okay. That's, that's been my order lately, but, um, like a iced iced coffee too with some vanilla in there okay um, that's, that's that's awesome go to so very nice okay so <laughs> if you were having a matcha latte with oat milk with someone else you're like out at a coffee shop you're socially drinking coffee and you were trying to encourage them on their own becoming journey what would you say <laughs> oh that's a great question i'd say um man you've got to get you've got to get a word from the Lord over your life and you just got to hear his voice. And, um, if if that's where it starts, you know, like maybe you already have that. Maybe even some of you watching this now or later, maybe you have that, you know, that's one thing. Um, but it starts with getting, you got to hear God for your life, you know, and, and that's what you lean into. That's what you put your hope on. And that's what you, even practically, like you can work towards that, but you got to get a vision for your life. You got to get a purpose. I know that that was my story, you know, like, what am I doing on this earth? And then God spoke. And so it's so pivotal, you know, it's like even the creation story, it was like God spoke and that's, it was the sound of his voice that brought formation into the earth, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, he spoke and then there was order. He spoke and then there was purpose. He spoke and then all of a sudden Adam, you know, he has purpose for his life and God tells him, you know, take dominion over the land, take dominion mm-hmm. over the creatures. You know, it was, it was God's voice, you know, it has to start there. And yes. so whatever it takes, what you know, like, just block it out, mm-hmm. take a week, take a month, whatever it looks like, take a day, take an hour of yeah. your day, you know, yeah. and just block it out. Say, God, I got to hear you. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it has to start there. And, and when we hear his voice, that's like, that's the, breakthrough moment you know it's when everything changes when we get get our faith it's when we 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 get our vision and we get purpose and um that's been my story is like I've, i had to hear god's voice and once he spoke it's like okay now i have the faith all of a sudden where i didn't have faith before now i have faith i'm gonna put my life into this like hmm. i'm gonna lean into this with my whole existence you know because yeah. god spoke and the bible says like he's not a man that he should lie when he speaks, like every promise is yes and amen. And so mm-hmm. I have faith because of that, because of that truth. Like I, I, you know, it's still, obviously it's risky and it, it requires a lot of faith, but I feel confident now I'm putting my life into this because ultimately this is not a word that just I've spoken or just a human has spoken over my life, but this is something that God, the creator of the universe, the one who's writing this story for the redemption story of the earth, you know, he has spoken this and if he's spoken it, like it's on him. And that's what I've been writing, reminding the God, even 
reminding God, even in this journey with California, we saved and, you know, the, the pressures and the stress that can come with trying to be, you know, lead a ministry. It's ultimately like, I'm, I'm reminding the Lord every step of the way, like, God, this is what you spoke. Like you told us to go. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's such a healthy, like conversation with him. And, and when he's the leader, like, that's what you want ultimately. And so that'd be my encouragement for anyone watching this. If you have a, if you do feel like you receive that word and that vision for your life from the Lord, then my challenge would be, how are you practically going after that? You know, mm-hmm. like what is one thing you can do today and this week to take a practical step? And that was so huge for me because, you know, it's like we receive these crazy revelations, right? And these maybe like, maybe for you, it was similar where mm-hmm. it's like, I know from my life, I receive these crazy dreams and visions, you know, of revival and there's worship breaking out and people are getting saved and healed and baptized, you know? And it's like, you get that, but then it's like, okay, God, like, what can I do today? You know, yeah. my mundane everyday life. How do I work towards that? You know, and God will show you, like he showed me, like, you just got to take one step, you know, and you got to yeah. meet him in that almost like a, it's, it requires risk. Yeah. Like some people have said that, right? Like faith can be spelled R-I-S-K. Like you have to take a practical step. It's like mm-hmm. both, it's a partnership, right? Like yeah. with the Lord, it's like you take a step and it's almost like he comes that much closer. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized when I did that, like I experienced sides of God's heart that I would have never, ever experienced had I not taken like a step of faith, you know, and you, you yeah. come into that place and you experience like his provision and you experience mm-hmm. a new realm of his faithfulness and you experience mm-hmm. a new realm of his guidance and his leadership, you know, but yeah. if you don't go there, right. it's kind of like you leave God just on the, on the shelf and it's like, he's there and he loves you and he's good, but there's so much more available mm-hmm. but he it's it, it, it he gives us a choice you know and so yeah. anyway there's that's my- so good I mean it's like it's getting that word but then it's applying that word to your life it's exactly. not just hearing it we have to be doers of that exactly. word too that's yep. powerful yep. thank you for sharing that um yeah. you know Joel if somebody was listening and they were like man I really want to connect with Joel I want to connect with California will be saved like where can people connect with you online yeah Man, it's so awesome how like social media, I think in this day and age has been such a, a networking tool Oh yeah. Even for us and what we're doing. Like there's been so many awesome stories of like people just hearing about it through social media, through the internet, yeah. you know? So that's honestly, that's a place where I'm just like trying to steward it well and like, like keep, keep it like open and share the stories on there and connect with people. You know, even we've connected with other leaders through that platform mm-hmm. And so that's a great place. I love to connect with people on social media, on Instagram, I'm on there and just try to keep consistent updates on there and share stories and share videos, you know? So Instagram, my, my, my handle is just my name, just first and last name, Joel Mott. Mott is with two T's. And uh, so I'm on there. I'm on Facebook. It's all the same, just Joel Mott. Um, And then our website, if you want to go there for California will be saved is just our name, California will be saved.com. And that's okay. our website and there's some info on there about our upcoming events and how oh. to sew in financially, how to get, um, how to volunteer, all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. awesome. I love it. And y'all, we will have all those links in the show notes. So you can easily connect with Joel and California will be saved, but Joel, thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, yeah. who you're becoming and encouraging us to hear God's voice and apply it, becoming who he made us to be too. I appreciate Absolutely. it. 
Oh yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's just fun. God's writing the best story, you know, yes. for the, the, the redemption story of the earth. And it's so awesome. Like we get to play a part of it. So thanks for having me on. Thanks for everything you're doing. I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.